Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, drops a figurative bombshell into the lap of editor Perry White, mayor of Metropolis, when he says... I'm sure I know the answer to this Batman mystery now, Chief. You do? Yes. I'm convinced that the man we thought was Batman and who's been making un-American speeches the last few days is not Batman at all. Not Batman? I mean he's an impersonator. A fake. All right, gang, get set now for more Superman contest winners. You may be among these, so listen carefully. Ronald Oliver, Oakland, California. Josephine Fontanazzi of Trenton, New Jersey. Gerald Singer, Chelsea, Massachusetts. John Grieco, Norwalk, Connecticut. Richard Thies, Silver Spring, Maryland. Donald Williams, Lawton, Virginia. Patsy Cuzzy, Highbridge, Wisconsin. Richard Tomasulo, Norwalk, Connecticut. Charles Kendall, Maysville, Kentucky. Ralph Blindsteiber, Highbridge, Wisconsin. Judith Mincinello, Boston, Massachusetts. Dwayne Nils, Dubuque, Iowa. Rodney Cox, Silver Spring, Maryland. Mary Williams, Norfolk, Virginia. Dominic Capato, Brooklyn, New York. Joseph Giovanetti of Carlstadt, New Jersey. George Davison, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thomas Clements, Dubuque, Iowa. Richard Wilde, Lake Stevens, Washington. Francis O'Mara, Tilton, New Hampshire. Mickey Carollo, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Zelda Lefrac, San Francisco, California. Cynthia Noth of Rochester, New York. Ronald Morgan of Canton, Ohio. Thomas Space of Dubuque, Iowa. Howard Lurie, New Haven, Connecticut. Linda Stevens, Canton, Ohio. Denicus Constantine of Augusta, Maine. Larry Walker, New York City. Davy Hedges of Danbury, Connecticut. Maynard Perry in Memphis, Tennessee. Robert Winter, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Claire Fish, New Haven, Connecticut. Robert Shadle, Davenport, Iowa. Vernon Moore, Augusta, Maine. Mike Matthews, Appleton, Wisconsin. Kathy Lehman, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Janice Kolofsky of Chicago, Illinois. Mary Marcel, Passiac, New Jersey. Florence Lepke, Echo, Minnesota. Diana Steinfest, Appleton, Wisconsin. Harriet Berger of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mickey Bloom, Cape May, New Jersey. Tom Murtaugh, Chicago, Illinois. Sigmund Milbrandt, Washington, D.C. Marilyn Nutner, San Francisco, California. Stephen Ivana, West Haven, Connecticut. Lucille DeMarino, East Boston, Massachusetts. Sarah Stewart, Coleman, Texas. And Robert Hall of Chicago, Illinois. And that's all for now. More later in the program. So keep listening. And now, the adventures of Superman. 
Superman's two great friends, Batman and Robin, are involved in a strange and baffling mystery. Twice the famous Batman has disappeared. And now Robin, too, has disappeared. And Superman believes the youngster was led into an ambush by Batman's impersonator. In his guise of reporter Clark Kent, Superman has concocted a spectacular plan. And as we join him now, he is seeking the cooperation of Perry White, his former editor on the Daily Planet, and now mayor of Metropolis. Chief, I'm certain the real Batman has either been killed or is being held prisoner somewhere while this phony goes around pretending to be Batman and falsely drumming up public opinion against A.D. Europe. Oh, nonsense. I don't care how clever he is, he couldn't fool Robin. Oh? Why, those two are closer than uh, than two peas in a pod. I know, Chief, but still he fooled him. He even fooled me. You? (laughs) That doesn't prove anything. That's what you think. But how about this? Do you think the real Batman would slug Robin, knock him unconscious, then leave him lying on the floor and walk out? Well, I'll admit that's hard to understand. And would the real Batman make public speeches saying, let the hungry children in Europe starve? No, 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 of course not. No decent person would or could. But something may have happened to him, can't he? Well, he may be sick. That's what I thought until Robin disappeared last night. Oh, just a minute. Hello? Oh, yes, Inspector. Any word of Robin? Uh, nothing, eh? Uh oh. Look, Chief, ask him if he's uh, got. Yes, he's here. Uh, just a minute. Uh, Henderson wants to talk to you, Kent. Oh, okay. Hello, Inspector. Did you. Fu- yes? Yes? There weren't, huh? Well, that proves it then. Proves what? Just a minute, Chief. Well, maybe not positively, but negatively. Right. I'll see you later, Inspector. Thanks for calling. So long. What were you talking about, Kent? Henderson's men checked the real Batman's fingerprints, which they have in their files, with all the prints they could find in the hotel room occupied in Willow Falls last night by the man who calls himself Batman. Yes? Did they check? No. That definitely proves this fellow is an imposter, just as I said. Not necessarily. Batman may not have left any fingerprints in the hotel room. The prints may have been someone else's. Well, I'll admit the fingerprint test may not be conclusive, but it's good enough for me, plus all the other evidence we have. Now, will you back me up in this plan to find Robin and the real Batman, or won't you? No, wait a minute. What plan? You remember that recording I found in Batman's study? A recording of a conversation between Batman and a man who called himself Jones? Yes. What about it? Well, I'm convinced that Jones is responsible for Batman's disappearance. And I... Why? Because Jones had a hold on Batman. I can't tell you what it is, except it was a secret Batman didn't want to reveal. And I'm sure Jones used his knowledge to make Batman go away with him. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be. Go on. Well, I've heard this Jones's voice somewhere. I can't remember where, but I'm certain he's rather well-known. Likely under a different name. So? So I want to have duplicates made of the recording and play it over the Daily Planet radio station and on other stations all over the country. Then I want to offer a big prize, say $10,000, to the person who can identify Jones. $10,000? I I know that's a lot of money, Chief, but we need a big prize to get everyone listening. And it'll be well worth it if we find Batman and Robin. Well, that's the wildest notion even you ever came up with, Kent. No, Chief, look, it just might work. It will. Also, it'll be a terrific news story for the planet. So go ahead. Up to it. Now you're talking, Chief. I'll get working on it at once. As Clark Kent hurries to set his plan in motion to identify the mysterious Mr. Jones, the real Batman and Robin, united once more, are prisoners in a stout, square old building far upstate in the midst of lonely farmland, which had once been a prisoner of war barracks in the days of the Revolution. Heavy, rusted leg shackles are fastened around the ankles of the dynamic duo and forged stout iron staples in the wall beams, allowing them freedom of movement only for a foot or two in each direction. 
Oh, gee, Batman, I sure was stupid not to realize that the guy who was posing as you was a pony. Oh, I let him lead me into that ambush at the River Hotel like a little lamb going to slaughter. Oh, don't blame yourself, Robin. That guy and Mr. Jones are very clever. Well, I should have known you wouldn't slug me, though, or make un-American speeches. Say. What? I'll bet that's what Mr. Kent meant. Kent? Uh-huh. He said something fishy was going on. That either you were sick in the head or there was another explanation, which he was going to check. Now, I'm sure he guessed the truth. Could be. Ken's pretty smart. But I'm afraid he guessed too late. Well, maybe not. I'll bet he and Inspector Henderson will stay on the phony Batman's trail until he leads them right here to us. He'll never lead them here. Why not? You said the phony's working for Jones, didn't you? So he's pretty sure to show up here sometime. Yes, but he's already showed up here, Robin. And he wasn't tailed. No kidding. When? A couple of hours ago. While you were still under the chloroform they used on you. Oh. And if Kent and Henderson had been on his trail, we'd be out of these chains by now. Yeah, I guess we would. Gosh, Batman, I don't get this. What's behind it? It's simple, Robin. You see, Jones is a rotten fanatic who believes in keeping everything home and letting Europe starve. And he's using the phony Batman to drum up public opinion against our helping anybody, anywhere. I know that, but why is he keeping us here? What does he intend to do to us? Well, I think we'll find out as soon as Mr. Jones gets back. He's been away all night. I see. Look, who's the guy who calls himself Batman? Do you know? No, except that his real name is Ed. Ed what? I don't know, but he's getting scared. I heard him tell the others of the gang here he's got to see Jones at once. He... Wait a minute. What gives? Jones just came in. How do you know? I'd know his voice a mile away by now. Yeah, I'll bet. He's in the next room with the phony Batman. Come on. Move up close to the wall. All right. Do you think we can... Quiet. Don't breathe. Just listen hard. Maybe we can find out what Jones has on the fire for us now. Straining at the end of their shackles, Batman and Robin press close against the wall. On the other side of which is the mysterious Mr. Jones and the false Batman. What will they hear? We'll be back in a moment to find out, so keep listening. Stand by now for more contest winners. Here they are. Joseph Nyer, Whittier, California. Danny Bell, Denver, Colorado. Martin Amza, Brooklyn, New York. Bert Unruh, San Francisco, California. Grady McCullough, Savannah, Georgia. Reza Phillips, Brooklyn, New York. George Clark, Silver Spring, Maryland. Martin Horowitz, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Charles Freeman, Bronx, New York. Robert Gilmore, Lorton, Virginia. Bill Priebus, Rochester, New York. Joan Schumacher, Cudahy, Wisconsin. Aline Butler, Reno, Nevada. Alden Beach, Maidsville, West Virginia. John Sider, New York City. Mark Duffy, Rutland, Vermont. Martin Kurzer, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Herman Wagon, Manhasset, Long Island. James at Bernaldi, St. Louis, Missouri. Douglas Muller, Staten Island, New York. Vivian Singley, Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Milton Admund, Steubenville, Ohio. Larry Sprung, Brooklyn, New York. Carolyn Huntington, San Francisco, California. Bruce Johnson, Webster, South Dakota. Jimmy Kamak, Jefferson, Oregon. Bobby Wallace, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. George Pashalides, Long Island City, New York. Donna Rayfelt, Appleton, Wisconsin. Dick Roseboom, Columbus, Ohio. Richard Markovitz, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Marie Gray, Bronx, New York. Carol Wandrack, Washington, D.C. George Carlin, West Caldwell, New Jersey. Elaine Cohen, Lewiston, Maine. Ned Oldham, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Rodney Winkleman, Columbia, Pennsylvania. Carol Minkowski, Lewiston, Maine. Michelle O'Brien, Larkspur, California. Roberta Smith, East Boston, Massachusetts. Barbara Thaler, Fort Belvoir, Virginia. Virginia Carvel, Norwood, Ohio. Lee Schott, St. Joseph, Missouri. Dick Kubler, Fargo, North Dakota. Francis Carabello, Redding, Pennsylvania. Elaine Hughes, San Francisco, California. John Sparr, New York City. Joseph Heretta of Canton, Ohio. David Klein, Newark, New Jersey. And Gary Figory, San Francisco, California. Well, that's all we have time for today, gang. If you weren't among these, you may be on tomorrow's list. So don't fail to listen.
now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the ancient revolutionary prison barracks, Batman and Robin, heavy chain shackles on their ankles, are pressing their ears against a thin crack in the wall, beyond which is the mysterious Mr. Jones and the man who has been impersonating Batman. Quiet now, Robin. Don't say a word. I won't breathe that. Listen. That's Jones, huh? Yes, quiet. Another thing. Oh, relax. That's what you think with uh, I mean, Jones. I can tell you, Clark Kent is wise. Sure. He I don't know, Robin, but it sounds bad. Helpless, their hearts beating hard, Batman and Robin hear themselves condemned to death. What is the ace card which the mysterious Mr. Jones says Batman and Robin will play for him before they are eliminated? What of Clark Kent's plan to locate his friends by trying to identify Jones's voice? Will that bring results in the brief space of the day that remains? Tomorrow's episode is tense and exciting, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 7 of Batman's Great Mystery on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.